Hello, friends. Welcome to That's Pretty Woo. Conversations about life, beauty, and magic. Because talking it out makes us all more connected. We're your hosts, Jordan Medina and Kayleen Seuss, two friends navigating the balance between making time for our work and passions while trying to be present in everyday life as mothers, partners, and citizens of the universe. Okay, let's chat. Kayleen, start us off. What exactly is manifesting? Okay, well, I think... A lot of people refer to manifesting as also the law of attraction. So when we're talking about one, we're kind of talking about both. Mm -hmm. And at a baseline, the concept that your thoughts become things or that your emotions and subconscious programming, that the internal world manifests itself in your external world, that when you have a thought or a feeling or an emotion or a experience in your past that can influence how you experience the world in the future. And I think a lot of people came across manifesting and the law of attraction through the secret. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of like the buzzwords and sentences from that movie that like pop into my head, that thoughts become things um, that you can speak your world into existence. Those are some of the things that I think of when Mm -hmm. I'm defining manifesting. What about you? Yeah, I definitely think of the secret. I remember like when the secret came out, I remember my sister coming home and she had brought the book with her to show like my mom and my other sister. It had just been, I think on Oprah, because I think Oprah really got the secret and then like launched it out to the world to make it this like what it became. And it was funny because people had trouble defining the secret when it came, people couldn't tell you what the secret was. Whereas I think now manifestation has become so mainstream. And I think that's a really good thing because I feel like it's really opened up the concept that like pretty much we can all say like, okay, you know, our thoughts do create our reality. I think most people would agree with that. You I mean, do? I do. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, maybe it's who I surround myself with. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. I do think that. I think most people kind of, I think some people don't, I think if you're prone to negative thinking that, yeah. you know, you probably live in a more negative reality and maybe you're a little bit more skeptical, but I definitely mm-hmm. think that, you know, these aren't new concepts. Like, you know, now in reading books about manifestation, you have like even these like old school books, like um, Think and Grow Rich, like mm-hmm. by Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. And he basically talks about, he's like, he talks about a secret and he's like, there's this secret that, you know, Dale Carnegie and Charles Schwab, he's talking about like, at the time, what were his peers, you know, in the, I mean, industrial era, who were all these people who had made an abundance of like physical fortune. And he talked about how they all had this gift for realizing that whatever they believed they could achieve, they achieved. Mm -hmm. And it's super interesting because he also had this son who in his book he talks about, and his son was born deaf. He could not hear. He had like a deformity of his ears where he had no, basically no ear holes. But he believed that if he spoke to his son every day as a child and whispered to him and told him these stories that he would be able to do and achieve anything, he would be able to work to achieve his goals. And he mumbled it at like the back of his neck, just like believing that he could feel his son could listen. Like Mm -hmm. it was like, you know, that's what he felt. And then his son, who was now an adult at the time that he wrote this book, was like a super high achieving, Mm -hmm. successful person who had learned to, there was something that he had done where he he had been able to basically hear what his dad had said. It was so interesting, um, but it was, it was like this whole idea of being able to achieve what you believe. And he just believed that implanting these positive, good thoughts into his, these affirmations, essentially, mm-hmm. into his son, mm-hmm. you know, would allow him to 
believe that things were possible. That's interesting. I mean, that sort of, I didn't know that story. And so that's sort of a thought about the vibration mm-hmm. of your, your, your emotions and your feelings, mm-hmm. being able to hold that space and it not necessarily being the words, right. but the vibration, vibration of his feelings and his thoughts and sharing that with his son. Yes. And quite literally, he uses the word vibration. Yeah. Um, because which is, it, cause your voice does vibrate, yes. but then it's also, yeah, that's it, really It's just super cool to hear a book that was written mm. so many years ago. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for me, my first like real deep dive into manifestation was definitely, I, I knew of the secret and I knew what the secret was. And I understood it on like a concept of like, you create a vision board and you know, if you put your car on there, you'll get your car. And, mm-hmm. you know, I do think like where you where your focus is, you know, you can tend to move forward in that direction. Like sort of like what is measured gets done. But I think for me, the big thing, I was at an airport and this is maybe an example of manifesting because I was at an airport or I think I was at the Austin airport. I just moved here and I was heading home to go see my mom and my best friend. I was at the airport and there's like a book people at the airport and there was like a new and noteworthy table. And I picked up this book called You Are a Bass, which in no way, shape or form appealed to me. I did not like the cover. I did not like the name, but I was like, for whatever reason, (laughs) I was like, I'm going to pick up this book. So I bought it. I start reading it on the plane and I cannot put it down. I'm like, oh my gosh, this woman just speaks to me. And so Jen Sincero, she's the author and I've mentioned her before because she has another book about money. Mm -hmm. But this book specifically is such just a wonderful primer for like how to live your life. Mm-hmm. And I, I have since like bought it on audio, audible, like I've listened to it multiple times. Like anytime I ever need to feel like a little bit like soaring, you know, I listen to it. I've had Nathan listen to it and he barely reads books. Like, you know, it's just such a good companion for like teaching you manifestation in the most simple terms, but also in terms that are like completely livable and action items that you can take. Because I think that sometimes like we think manifestation and we think, okay, we just sit there and it all comes to me. And I Mm -hmm. think like she's good about kind of bringing in the reality of a little bit of like your dreams may not work unless you do, but like how seriously are you taking those dreams? How true do you believe they are if you're not willing to work towards them? Yeah. And I mean, it's interesting thinking about dreams and what we want and how much of what we want is given to us versus us actually embodying that and truly desiring it. I think that sometimes we are, we grow up with a set of kind of standards that this is what you're going to want. This is what you should do. And so I think there is a time in all of our lives where we have to kind of realize, oh, I need to be the one that decides what I want. And that is doing the work of manifesting and, you know, practicing the law of attraction. I think part of it is lining up with the recognition of your soul and your soul's purpose and what you truly desire. And I think that that's sometimes why it doesn't work. If you're pursuing something that you don't truly want, but you think you should want. Oh, for, I mean, then you're not going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that happens often. And it's, I mean, there's definitely times even now, like I write physical lists Mm -hmm. and there's times where I'll look at the list. Like I was just, before we started looking over like my year's list and there's some things I'm like, no, that really didn't resonate with me. And it's funny because out of that same list, I'll have manifested three of the 10 things, Mm -hmm. but those are the things that really did resonate with Mm -hmm. me and that I, you know, have carried on. So it's interesting to like, yeah, I mean, that's feedback and that's feedback and it's and it's an in it 
when you wrote those things down, you thought you wanted them, Mm -hmm. but you don't always know what you want or what you don't want until you arrive at that place. And then, or sometimes you figure out you didn't get it. And then you're like, oh, I didn't even really care that I didn't get it. Oh, that, that's how I felt looking at that list. I was like, yeah. mm, I don't know that that was really something I wanted. But I, I think that's good a good reason to write a list. I don't know. Yeah, totally. I think there's power in writing. I think that there's something to that. A lot of manifesting teachers throughout the ages have talked about the importance of writing and just like goal setting basics 101. You're a lot more likely to achieve a goal that you write down. Right. Like the stat, stats are high. And So that's interesting. It's sort of related to manifesting. Like once you put something out into the universe, you're a lot more likely to receive it. I think that that's completely true, especially in the form of a list, because Mm -hmm. it's not, it's like, it's only shared with yourself, which is like, there is something that people say about like, if you share your goals with too many people, you actually are less likely to achieve them because there's something about getting that feedback that makes you feel like they're already done. But there's something so personal Hmm. about, yeah, that's like a thing. I'm like hesitant to tell people, my goals sometimes because I, it can be a little bit like, oh, I'm going to do this. And I feel like I've already done it. Like, I, you know, even, even oh, I've never thought of yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've felt like that's true for me, but I think I also have those tendencies to kind of like burn out on something. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, but I definitely think there's something like really special about writing the list because it's just a communion with yourself. It's like, these are things that you want to, you're, you're heart, you're hashing that out. You're deciding what you want to do and what's important to you, you know? But even like I said, like some of the things on my list, have I manifested them? No, but does it really bother me? No. So, you know, it's sort of like you can see what your soul is kind of more aligned with yeah. when, when you look at a list like that. So are you, you've referenced this list. So like, talk me through that process. So are you writing these, like, I want to manifest this stuff this yeah. week? So or do you have a timeline? As we know from every other episode of this podcast, <laughs> I do Lacey Phillips work and and she has a really specific uh, form. It's called form, uh, for, the formula for manifestation. Okay. And it's really interesting because I don't know that I can like break it down if I'm supposed to or not, you know, like right. uh, it's her thing. So yeah. I'm not sure, you know, if you want to join, it's called the pathway and we have a discount code in our show note. But basically her idea is that you manifest from your subconscious and I do, or that you manifest from your self-worth, which I think everything is kind of saying, but mm-hmm. I think for, for like the more new age stuff, it kind of says like, okay, you, you need to feel good. So there's a lot of like high vibe, you know, it's almost like meditations that are out there where mm-hmm. it's like you tap into your source energy and you believe anything is possible. But sometimes like her belief is that that stuff is a little bit more spiritual bypass, so to speak. So it's a little bit more surface level, whereas she thinks, okay, you need to go down and get to get out, root out stuff. It's a little more like psychology based mm-hmm. because you're supposed to like root out stuff that like you're holding on to, which, you know, having done this work, I do think is pretty fascinating. Um, Although I like both because I have really gotten so into her work that I hadn't done as much of the like high vibe affirmation stuff. Yeah. And the alignment before action. Yeah. And I've been sort of craving it lately. And Mm -hmm. so I've just, it was so in in a manifestation, actually, Mm -hmm. I have this client dot who I did her hair for like three times a week every week for years. I spent her birthday with her. Like we just were, she was like very, very, we were very, very close. And her son still comes to me, but he only gets like quarterly haircuts. And she has since moved. She's now living in Palm Springs, but you know, she's, she's like one of my friends forever. I mean, she bought me these like astrology readings for Christmas and Mm. you know, she's very like into this stuff too. Yeah. And this week I get this, um, or I get a text from her son and he's like, Hey, I'm going to come in tomorrow. Do you think there's a way my mom can come in too? And I'm like, Oh my God, of course. Like I haven't seen Dot in years. So I was ecstatic. 
And so Dot gets there and she starts talking to me about like a book. And I had just been talking to myself like, I really need to find some new, like, especially with this episode coming up, I really need to find some new manifestation tools. Like I love, I love Lacey, but I need something to supplement like the part of me that needs the positive thinking aspect. Yeah. Yeah. And so Dot was like, she was like, oh, I'm going to come back Friday. She's here actually for a funeral, sadly. But she was like, so happy to see me. She was talking about this book that she had. And she was like, I'm going to bring it to you on Friday. And um, she ended up having to cancel her appointment Friday. So I messaged her and was like, oh, you know, I'm so sorry you had to cancel. She's like, oh, you know, I'm, I ha- it's the funeral got pushed back or something like that. So um, she was like, but I want to send you that book. And I was like, okay. You know, I had no concept of what this book was. And so she's like, it's on its way. It'll be there tonight. Like she, uh, Amazon primes it to my house. So I go and I pick up this book and sure enough, it's a book on manifestation and mm-hmm. it's called the, um, it was like written in the eighties and I'm already like thoroughly enjoying it because it's so what I was craving in that way. And it's called the wisdom of Florence Scoville Shin. And it's like a, oh, I saw that have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. It's like, a, <laughs> it's like a compilation of four books and it just has, it's like very, you know, high vibe, good vibe. But in Lacey's work, hers is more about like you do sort of these daily reprogramming exercises. You do some shadow work, you do some reparenting, which you can listen to all of our past episodes if you want to hear a little bit about this. But she also has like an idea that the universe will test you. And I know you've said before to me that I have resistance. You have resistance to that. But somebody, somebody commented on one of her posts yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I thought this was so perfect because since you said that to me, like, why would the universe test you? Yeah. I have thought so much about that. Like that doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And so yesterday she was talking about tests, tests with money or something. And a person commented, are we like, maybe we shouldn't call these tests from the universe. Maybe we should call this what our subconscious is projecting back to us. And that's the test. Are you really in your worth? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's also what she says. She's Mm -hmm. saying the same thing, but I think calling them tests from the universe, really she should be calling them tests from yourself because essentially it's like, yeah, you're, you may not be in your worth enough to get that thing that you're wanting. Mm -hmm. And it is showing you that it is Mm -hmm. showing you that. So that is a test, so to speak, but that's coming from you, not the universe. Well, yeah, because if you believe in all of this, it's all coming from you. Right. So, there's not an external benevolent or mean force at play. You know, it's, it's all you in co-creation with the universe. Right. So yeah, that resonates a lot more with me. It's also kind of a, a repeating pattern that you're trying to get out of. So when you're working on old subconscious beliefs and working yourself out of that, it would make sense that you would circle back around Mm -hmm. and you would have to act differently yes in that yes. situation so that's all so that that's she's what, saying but i i do what i like about her work is it's a there's a formula right you can see there's a there's a spot that i think most of us get in so often where we that's when we start to question everything and it's called the magic dark and she's like okay the magic dark is like this inky dark place where nothing is coming through and but it it's because you're on the brink of something right and typically that's a time when you really have to hold your hold your values closer than ever and believe in the work more than ever, because that's when the things come through. And so far in doing this, I have seen it like clockwork. And it's fun to be in her, um, 
I would say a key part of her work is like being in her Facebook group. Okay. Now if I have resistance to that. (laughs) Well, I didn't, I don't like Facebook, but I love it for groups. It's become like, I like it more than Instagram. I spend more time now on in these Facebook groups than I do Instagram. I think it's a lovely community. And as somebody who really community was like probably the first thing I ever put on my list, it's been a wonderful thing to manifest. And it's so fun to watch. um, I feel like it's been so fun to watch people go through this process and mm-hmm. then share what they go through. And then it's like such a supportive community. I don't know. It's very, very fun. So I've really enjoyed that. But I understand the resistance because it's Facebook. Like right. it, as an adult, why would you want to spend time? You know, or I think <laughs> as like in a millennial adult, it's like, who's on Facebook? Well, a lot uh-huh. of people are still on Facebook. But, but they're I, like my mom and dad, you know, it's not yeah. necessarily like my but peers. I, I think a lot of our peers do really enjoy Facebook for the groups. I for think the groups. that's a, yeah, I think that's really a thing that everybody talks about. And there used to be an app on Facebook that you could just log into groups and then they killed that app. Mm. I think because there was a certain population that was using it more than the actual Facebook That app. would be me for yeah, sure. Yeah, it was great, but it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it has like a way of categorizing them now. And most of what pops up on my feed is just stuff from the different groups that I'm in. And mm-hmm. I'm only in like three or four maybe. But um, interesting. But I really enjoy, I enjoy that group. And I think that's been like a lovely part. And honestly, that was a bit of a like the Lacey stuff came up at a time where that was like a manifestation to me too, because I remember I was on the way to work one day. I was actually on the way to do your hair. Yeah. we. And it was so funny because I had subscribed to Lacey's podcast because I was looking up like spiritual podcasts, but I had never listened to it. I just sort of like added like three to my roster and was like, I'll get to those eventually. Mm -hmm. And on the day that I decided to listen to it, it was a new episode. And at the time it was, I believe it's like her second episode with Jenna Zoe, who's a really popular guest that she has on. And if you've never listened to those, those are about human design, which we just talked about. And it's so interesting. So I listened to that on the way to work, but I didn't even know whose podcast I was really listening to. I just was like- Because you were listening for Jenna Zoe. Well, I was just listening. I just press play. And then I thought, this is so crazy. So I get to work and I've looked up my chart and then I start telling Kayleen about it. And then Kayleen was like, have you ever heard of Lacey Phillips? And I said, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's whose podcast I was just listening to. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, really? So we, you know, I get on my phone, we look it up and I'm like, oh, how interesting. You know, that is who I was listening to. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really know anything about Lacey Phillips. So then you sent me, I guess, her on a different podcast, Luke Stories podcast, I believe. Mm -hmm. And so then I kind of did a deep dive of like what she's about. And that is the weekend that she started The Pathway. Oh, I didn't know that. No, it was that weekend. And so I had never known, I would never have signed up necessarily for one of the workshops, which are quite expensive, but the pathway is like less than the workshop for months. I was like, okay, why not? You know? And Mm -hmm. so I signed up for it and then it logs me into the Facebook group and immediately I see my client, Melissa is in the group already. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, cause Melissa is my high vibe guru, you know, client. And so I'm like, okay. So we start talking and she's like, oh yeah, this work has helped me so much. And so I was like, okay, I felt very like committed to it in that moment. But that was almost like a, you know, when you're searching for something and I was, and it sort of like came to be, and it's been just such a like lovely I've really loved having that practice. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, when you were saying that, it made me think of divine intervention. And so I think a lot of these different concepts kind of line up the same way as far as manifesting goes. And the thing that I'm curious about right now with manifesting is when do you give yourself credit for manifesting something? And when do you just say, oh, that's the magic of the universe? And do you think that they're the same thing? Because in in telling some of these stories, you've mentioned like, oh, well, I manifested the book. I da 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 da. I think oh, I think it's people, a universe. Yeah, I don't think it's like me. I mean, but 
I don't know. I, I think it's like, of course, I would say I manifested it because they're coming from their the, my thoughts and yeah. my projections. Yeah. But I don't know if it's like necessary to say to give myself that much credit. But what's wrong with giving yourself credit? You know what I mean? Like, it's something that I've been thinking about with myself because there's things that will happen that I'm like, I have this conscious choice to say like, oh, I manifested that or, oh, that's just lucky coincidence. And if you believe in the law of attraction, then that's the law of attraction. And then it's, and it's you. And then there's also on the flip side, when bad stuff happens or things that you experience that are not desirable, like, do you say I manifested that? Or do you say, oh, that was bad luck? Okay. So that's where, that's where I do like Lacey's work because she does not believe you can like basically speak your ill thoughts into existence and that you're not like bringing bad catastrophe upon yourself. And I would say like, if you're in a negative headspace, you're going to tend to view the world more negatively. And like where I struggle the most is I struggle with like just chronic like colds and sickness. And like every year I get a really bad, like couple weeks of bronchitis followed by this like weird pink eye. And like, like it's every year. And when I'm in that space, I have such a tough time just when you don't feel good, it is hard to think positively and, you know, have, it's it's hard to just be high vibe, but her kind of concept is like, you can't really, you know, if like, she's basically like, okay, our minds are such a show. Like, how could you, if we were really manifesting everything from our minds all the time, like our life would be insane. And Mm. she's probably right to some capacity. But I think if you're like taking, I think there is something like Jensen Shero's whole thing is like, you want to stay in a higher conscious, you want to stay high vibe, like, Mm -hmm. like seek out the good practice gratitude, which is like an instant way to like move yourself into like a more aligned high vibe Mm -hmm. frequency. Mm -hmm. So I do, you know, that, that sort of goes in with that letting go book that I love so much. Like there's different frequencies you can tap into. And when you're probably tapped into the more high vibe ones, you're probably manifesting more, but I don't know that you can manifest. Like, I don't believe that people who like get a chronic illness or like children who get an illness or things like that. I don't believe that they've manifested that for themselves. I don't believe that like they've, brought that upon themselves. Yeah. I don't think that, well, honestly, I think the thing that I have come to peace with in regards to that is it's not really my job to say what somebody else's experience is. Right. And I don't know when you look at the color purple, what you see and compared to how I see the color purple. And so the same is true for all of this in regards to somebody who is sick. I don't know what their experience is or how they got there or anything or what their experience of sickness is compared to my own. I think that that's when we start to feel this like pain by proxy of like, oh, that would be so terrible. Like, of course, this doesn't apply to that. But I don't know. How am I supposed to know that that isn't like we're all on this earth, like not to have the most like pristine, abundant, amazing experience. Like we have to have all of this experience yeah. to make any of it worthwhile. So I don't know. But like if you tomorrow you went to the doctor and they're like, yeah. okay, you've got throat cancer. Do yeah. you think you manifested that? It's easier for me to answer that question in relation to things that have actually happened yeah. in my life, like not, you know, a hypothetical. And the things that have been challenging in my life in hindsight, I've been like, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. I don't necessarily think it's like, because I'm sitting here and I'm Mm -hmm. fine. So it's easy for me to say like, I'm not in like a crisis at the moment. Ask me when I'm in a crisis and maybe it's different. But in in the moments of crisis that I've been in in my life, there has been such an abundance of clarity and quiet that 
has been a real gift that I have said to myself in really challenging times, like, hold on to that. Yeah. Because these are the four things that are really important to you in your life. Nothing else matters. Mm. And so I don't know. I mean, did I manifest that because I needed that clarity and I needed that like reminder of the four things that matter? Like not necessarily did I manifest the pain or the sickness? I mean, or- I feel like that's more like manifesting getting out of it versus like, I I think we're all human beings. We live in human bodies. We're going to have a human experience. Right. Like, none of us are going to escape sickness or illness or pain or loss right. it, or grief. Yeah. It, it's a reality of it's the, the way it's we the live. Experience. It is the human experience. Yeah. But I sort of believe the human experience is the one thing And I don't believe we're necessarily manifesting that. I think that's part of what happens to us. Some stuff that we don't bring upon ourselves. Mm -hmm. It does happen to us. Like, you know, I, I just, I don't necessarily believe that like, you know, we bring that upon ourselves, but I think the way you get through it and the way you handle that, that's your manifestation. So I definitely believe there's ways of, of viewing sickness. And you see these people who've really gone through things and come through them. And then, you know, there's people who haven't, but I don't know that that's necessarily like, I don't know. I think that's where it gets kind of dodgy with the manifestation stuff for sure. And it's interesting to me because it's something that turns people off from it. But okay, so there are leaders out there in the like spiritual communities that say that manifesting is a law or the law of attraction is a law, just like the law of gravity. And gravity doesn't judge you whether or not you're a good person or had good thoughts. Like if you trip, you're going to fall. It's not going to like you are going to fall. So it isn't necessarily that it's like a good or bad thing or that you brought this fall onto yourself or not. Like you just happen to be in a gravity situation and gravity is really good. Most of the time it's like holding my butt in the seat. Mm -hmm. But if there's an earthquake and I get knocked over, like gravity is going to take me down and there's not a, you know, there's not a judgment there as to whether or not I brought myself into that field of gravity. Yeah, I understand that. But I think what I would disagree is like, say, say for instance, I have OCD. So like my first tendency, my brain's tendency when you tell me that I have to only think positively to bring in positive things Mm -hmm. is to immediately go to that negative. What like that's it's a tick. It's it's how my brain operates. So but it doesn't happen to me. I think of a horrible thing. I mean, I I have the OCD where I get I my mind goes on a loop and Mm -hmm. I can see like the visuals that are not good in your brain. That doesn't it doesn't happen. I don't manifest that. It's not a reality for me. So yeah. I would I would disagree that that like my personal feeling is to believe what Lacey's saying in that I don't think necessary I do think our thoughts create our world and I think I think there's something like to her work that's a little heavy and yeah. that's why I crave sort of that like lightness. Yeah. But as a guest on her podcast and then on Ruby Warrington's podcast, she had this guy Shaman Direct. Do you know him? I've heard of him. Okay, yeah. I've heard of him. I don't know that much about him, but like yeah. I listened to him with her and they did this whole like deep dive into her subconscious, which was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really appreciated her putting something like that out there because mm-hmm. it gave a little bit of like insight and clarity into somebody that seems to have it together, but maybe doesn't, you know? Right. And I think none of us do really, right. <laughs> you know, um, even with this formula, you know, yeah. you're still a human, human yeah. person having a human experience. And he was so high vibe. And so I found that he has a podcast and last night I put on this one and it was more like a meditation. Mm. And I mean, I literally got chills. I, I felt like I was floating after highly recommend going and listening to that. If you just, you could not as a person on the planet, you could mm-hmm. not listen to that and not enjoy it. 
even like Nathan, who's not into woo stuff, like I could probably have given it to him and he'd have been like, okay, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah, it, it's really, really cool. I so want to listen to that. You gotta, I'll send you the um, episode after and we'll put it in the show notes because okay. it was really cool. I really enjoyed that. So I think there's part of me that's like craving that a little bit now yeah. just after doing what I do feel like is sometimes a lot of work. And it's like, sometimes I just want to feel good, you know? Yeah. And I think one thing I want to say is one, I don't think that we're like too far off from each other. I think, I think one of the things I've also been really trying to focus on is that everybody's viewpoint is different, but we're also like looking at things from different experiences and different understandings. So we can be saying, we can like, our souls can be saying the same thing, Yes. but the words that we're using and what our brain, how they interpret what the other person is saying, like can be different enough to be like, Oh no, I disagree. Like that isn't right. But I think that's, what's so funny is like, I don't necessarily wholly agree with any one person, you know? I mean, if I had to give somebody the, my Bible on manifestation, I would definitely give Jensen Shero's book only because I think that it's the most easy to grasp and it gives practical, practical tools like Mm -hmm. practicing gratitude, you know, like working towards your goals and your dreams, you know, not just letting them, not just being like, okay, like, come on. You know, I think that there's a level of like that book that is good for everybody. So that's definitely the one I tend to be like, okay, read this Mm -hmm. as your like first introduction you know Mm -hmm. the secret even it's fun and it's positive but it's just so like it's vague I mean that's why people couldn't describe necessarily what it was right at first it was like it gives you some things but not the whole I just I don't I don't love the secret yeah I mean I I actually I think I do love the secret but I haven't read it in you know 15 years probably it's been a long time but I think that I resonate with some of the ambiguity and some of the vagueness and some of the more like magical thinking. I yeah. think that that is like the realm that, and even when you say like, well, you got to work for your goals. I'm like, oh, I don't want to. Like I just had such a strong work mentality for so long and I'm in an, in a place of flow and alignment before action and like letting things come to me. That like resonates so I much more. I think that's more. your natural struggle though. Like we've gone over like that you're in areas that you're naturally driven that you're and there's part of that that I think feels like hard for you or it feels like um well it's something it's something that you want to be different it's just something that I want to like tamp down a little bit because that doesn't always like I think it's because the drive is there but I want it to be channeled in the right space and I think that you could just like put me in front of any goal or any obstacle and I would be like and like try and take it over yeah so there's part of me and I think it's like my true like soul is like okay you've got that ability like you're you can work and you can work really really hard but let's like find the place for you to to put that to good use that makes sense to me because I think for so long in my life like I would just like I took up swimming was like the first sport that I ever did as a little kid and I became ranked in the nation at 10 and I Mm -hmm. got a scholarship for swimming like that was like the thing that I did and I didn't try any other sport so was it luck or was it just the fact that you put me in front of the first thing that I was like I've heard that like Aries are the best manifestors and I know that like Mm -hmm. I are the quickest rather and I know that like for instance, I work with this, I've worked, I used to work with this gentleman, Richard, who I love. And Richard is like, no matter what, if he wanted something to happen, it was going to happen. And Mm -hmm. it did. Mm -hmm. And you have that tendency too. Um, And it's like a personality thing, but I can understand also feeling like out of alignment with that when you're wanting things to feel a little bit more magical or flowy, because like that feels like a take charge energy. And so it's hard to separate the two. I think when you have that tendency, but as somebody who maybe 
my inclination would not be to finish out the task or like finish working towards the goal. Mm -hmm. Like it's important not to just get the idea that like you can do nothing because I think there's sort of a level of like, yeah, because for me, when you say you can do nothing, like there is not a cell in my body that recognizes that as an actual nothing. Like right. for me, I will always no, no. be in action. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There are people in this world. <laughs> I am one of them <laughs> that I, I can, I'm probably not going to get my, like my goals are probably not going to be accomplished sitting on the couch watching friends. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there does, there is a level of like, it, it's, it's, your brain can't understand it. Cause you're so hardwired. And that's also like to the not projector in me yeah. and like recognizing that like, I have, I have to have downtime. And when I don't give myself that rest in that downtime, like I will implode. Oh yeah. And so there's also that like trying to balance the project. Like I've decided that after we record, like today I'm going to nap and like, I just have Ooh. to give myself that's like, now that's on that's my to-do so not list. You. No, I know. But like, I've been telling you after, cause we record in batches. And so after recording, I'm like, oh, I'm spent. And so I've been thinking I need to do something. That's the thirst, the thought I have is I need to go do something to replenish myself. And then today I thought the doing something that I need to do is doing nothing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think that's where I come. And the other thing I wanted to say to you in regards to some of the things you mentioned earlier is that you are not your thoughts. I truly believe that. So there's a tricky thing here when we say that your thoughts make your reality. And when you get trapped in like a negative thought spiral, whether or not it's something that you have or just something that happens to you, no matter what, like you are not the thoughts that you have. And we don't know where our thoughts come from. Are they an internal oh, thing? Gosh. Are they an external thing? Are they a channel that you tune into? I mean, I I, I kind of like that letting go book for that reason because right. it gives you those vibrations and that they are, he basically explains it as channels that you tune into. Right. And I do know there are times where I've been tuned into like the victimhood channel or there are times where I've tuned into the comparison channel or there's times where I'm tuned into the like love and peace channel. And, you know, the idea is that to try to tune into those love and peace channels. And I know we haven't even mentioned Abraham Hicks, which is like wild to me. (laughs) But a lot of that is, um, if you're not familiar, I'm going to let Kayleen give you more of a rundown because I'm not, I don't even know. It's, it's called Abraham. Okay. Okay. You You explain it. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I'm like looking at Jordan, like, do you really want me to go into this? Okay. So I came across Abraham Hicks through the Just Lively podcast and she isn't putting out new episodes right now, but so you can listen to us instead, or you can just go through her archives, which I highly recommend. She did this whole series called LOA Q&A, which is law of attraction question answer, where she talked to people who weren't familiar with the law of attraction and kind of covered a bunch of different topics with them, which I thought was really interesting if you're new to law of attraction or if you just want to revisit it. But she, she started getting really into Abraham Hicks. So Abraham Hicks is a non-human entity that Ab- that Esther Esther Hicks yes so it's it's just Abraham right Abraham is the entity Esther Hicks channels this third party and she and her husband used to do it together okay but it's just Jerry, her now yeah Jerry passed oh, so okay. so when they first came across there's this whole story of how they like encountered Abraham first but Esther was kind of the is the channeler and Jerry was the questioner. So he was the one talking to Abraham for a really, really long time. And then Esther would just be 
Abraham talking. So Abraham was like using Esther's voice. Okay. Is this like super woo? This it is super woo. I, yeah. I, I, this is, this, I okay. understand it, okay. but I'm like, as far as me having to verbalize yeah. it, I was like, uh-uh, it's, it's not going to, it's not going to happen. But it's really so, not. Yeah. You, you got know it. it. Yeah. I mean, and if you listen to like old Esther Hicks, she there, she's like come into her own as far as like how the channeling works now. It's like a lot. I think it's a lot smoother now. It used to be like a very robotic voice. Like it was like somebody was trying to take over Esther and it was Abraham. So Abraham is when you are like referencing the wisdom, it's Abraham Hicks and he's in or she, or it is a non-human entity full of wisdom. And I have read some of their books. The audiobooks are actually really great yeah. because she's channeling. So I did an audible book last year of her. Yeah. Um, that's good because you're getting it the way that she experiences it, which is through her voice. Um, but I'm sure that reading them also has its own magic. Also, there's a ton of YouTube content yes. of this and you can listen to people ask questions and then her, she answers immediately, which is yes. like kind of the part of it. That's so interesting. That's it's like, channeling. That's, what, that's how you know it is channeled because it's, you it's too quick, you it's know, it's quick, interesting. It's consistent. It's, it's consistent. And also yeah. the, the, like the humor and the personality of Esther Hicks and Abraham yeah. Hicks, they're very different. So I've heard like, there's a great Oprah interview on YouTube where she's, it's a long time ago. Like Oprah's like old school and she's interviewing Esther and Esther has such like a feminine and easy breezy personality. And Abraham's kind of like funny and quick and like a little bit like snappy snap yeah, yeah. and non-human like he sort of like mocks the human experience from time to time yeah. just to kind of like remind you of like hey don't take this so seriously which is really interesting because how are we not supposed to take it seriously and then the other thing that people tell you all the time is like you know cherish this this is the only life you've got this is the only day you've got this is the only so it's like it's this weird balance of like I'm supposed to like really cherish and value this but also I'm supposed to like be kind of like easy breezy about mm. it which to kind of meander back to manifesting. It's the same thing with manifesting. The things that are, I find the easiest to manifest are things that I don't care too much about. The second that I'm like gripping the steering wheel and like really, really, really want something is when it's not going to come. But once I'm mm. like a little bit more That's relaxed interesting and though, easy, because do you think that that, so one of the things that Lacey has you do is at the beginning is take a small, small item because that strengthens your trust muscle. Right. There's a lack of trust coming from you when it comes to the bigger things. Yeah. Well, because, well, I guess that's you gripping the wheel. Yeah. That's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That is the trust. Okay. And that's the thing. Yeah. It's like white knuckling it. That yes. makes sense. Abraham says that you can manifest a button or a castle with the same ease. It's the same. It's exactly. But it's the ease. It's the same mechanism to mm -hmm. manifest either. And that's why you see the rich get richer and da, 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 da. It's because your baseline is set. And so when people like, lose their entire fortune and then get it right back. It's because they know they can because they already did it. And so that's why practicing on little things is great. Like I was part of this group um, on Facebook that people were throwing out random things to manifest, like manifest a turtle today, manifest a rainbow. And honestly, like the second that that was brought to my attention, I wanted to win that manifesting <laughs> contest and they never do it. And then the second I forget about it, then a turtle pops up. Right. So for me, it's like the farmer who's constantly checking to see if his wheat grows. Like I would be the worst farmer because I would be digging up all of my seeds constantly. Like, why aren't you growing? Why aren't you right. growing? So that's my, that's my enormous challenge with manifesting is like, trusting and letting go. Well, that makes sense. That's why you have such a, that's why when you come up against the stuff that where I'm saying like, okay, like you do have to work for it. Like you would work 
you would work too much. Too much. Yeah. You would like overdo it. Yeah. Okay. I see where you're coming from with mm-hmm. that. That's like personal to you. I yeah. understand. I totally understand that. Mine is like the opposite where it's like, I could, to- I w- I'm like, I do believe that I have like an ease to myself in general right. that where I'm like, my, like my whole life people have been like, you're so easygoing. You're so laid back where it's almost like if I'm too laid back, like then there's no focus, there's no direction, there's no it's a it's an opposite problem you of yours. have to work to get into the frequency correct and all I have to do is like tap into the frequency and then the second I start working I fall out of the frequency and fall into like all of the other so yeah. like for me I just have to like say like oh I want that and then not care I have to not and 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 there's so much work in not caring that if I work too hard at the not caring then it's a mess too so yeah. like really for me like the work is it makes it just makes me like oh just the word in general. Probably. Yeah. But I'm, I'm really craving getting back to manifesting as a practice because the more I do it, the less work it becomes. Well, and I think when you call something work in general, there's a bit of a resistance. Like I know yeah. that even with lazy stuff, there's been times like I, t- if I'm on a good one, I'm doing it like consistently. But there have been times where I feel major resistance and don't want to do it at all. Like even lately where I'm like kind of craving more of the like, I'm like, oh, I really need to tap into like the high vibe stuff. Yeah. Um, and so it's been a little bit of like, okay, but you can add this in too. And, and, you know, I think I understand like not wanting to call it work because there is an ease when you're manifesting, things do feel easy. They come to you. I mean, it's attracting. It's not, it's not pushing, you know, so right. it is an attracting energy. So yes. I definitely think there's, I think there's like a lot of room for differences between people and this kind of stuff. Yeah. And this is the thing that I get so excited about is that this is, this is the game that we're playing. Like this is the the fun thing that we're doing in life. And like humans love drama. We love challenge. We crave diversity of experience. And so I can't speak to your physical experience, but for me, when physical ailments pop up, I'm like, Oh God, this sucks. But I'm also like, this is a new project. This is a new thing to overcome. And so I, I know, I know we're different, different. but for me, it is sometimes I think about if everything in my body was like humming along perfectly, what would the project be then? And so that's something I'm really curious about because I have, you know, just like little random weird things that pop up from time to time, like skin stuff and just, oh, like my hip is hurting at this exact moment. And I'm like, okay, so if I like tweak all of these things out and like fine tune my body's experience, what then? Because for me, it all feels like a project. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The health stuff, I just find that so tricky because it's like coming from a family, like where people have been affected by different things with health. Like I just... I hesitate to like say, you know, that anybody could bring themselves. I mean, uh, although I guess there's now that whole like Joe Dispenza line of thinking of that you mentally can bring yourself out of it. And, you know, maybe I'm just not there yet, (laughs) there yet in my frequency of thinking. But like, I also like, I just, I don't know. I do know there's this book. Let me look it up really quick. There is a book by Louise Hay, and I have not read it. There's two of them. You can heal your life or you heal your body. And I know that they're basically like they give the – sort of mental, mental root causes the emotional. and emotional root yeah. causes of the physical, um, ailments. And I know that there's also this movie heal, which I have watched on yes. Netflix. It's a documentary. And in that they, it sort of reminds me of Lacey stuff because they're healing trauma yeah. and you're working through it and you do like, you know, there's all sorts of different modalities and therapies that can help to heal that. Yeah. And I definitely, if I were ever to become like truly ill, 
that that would like be a diagnosed pro- with cancer. If I were diagnosed probably, with cancer, I probably would be doing some of that work, but that doesn't you'd pursue all of it. I but think. I don't know that I would like give myself the belief that I have that much control. That's the thing I don't know. And I, don't I think, know. and I think it, I think that you, you get to choose what you'd believe and you get to choose to like, to be like, I'm not, I'm not there to make a decision on that yet. Right. Like, I don't, I don't know what I believe. Everybody's going to have a different experience. Yeah, and there's a hundred percent, there's for sure people who believe they have no influence over their experience. And then there's people who have complete influence over their experience. And it's all a matter of like what has happened in their life and then also how their brain has dealt with it. So there's a new article that's just come out and we will put it in the show notes because I actually need to like really read it. Somebody just told me about it, but they've done research now that proves, did we talk about this in a past episode where if I, so they did a test on placebo drugs and people's experience with placebo and they had some subjects with IBS and they gave them a placebo and they told them it was a placebo and it still cured their IBS. Hmm. So I'm giving you a fake drug. I'm telling you it's a fake drug and you still are cured. And so what they found is there's a genetic enzyme that some people overproduce and some people underproduce. And it influences whether or not you're going to like react to the placebo. Hmm. So it's a so there's a genetic marker now, which means it could mean that you are genetically predisposed to your thoughts influencing your experience. I would venture if that's the case, then you and I both have that, like higher versions of that enzyme. And we all know people who are like, that stuff doesn't work for me, or I don't even believe that stuff, or I've never even thought about that stuff. Like my husband is definitely one of those people who's just not into it. And it's not that he like, it's just as if I'm speaking in Chinese to him. Like it doesn't, it's not offensive. It's not like he like disagrees with any of it. He just actually doesn't understand the words. I would say Nathan is that way too. And so like he, we probably, we could very well have a different genetic marker that is under or overproducing a specific enzyme that is literally making my color purple look violet and his looking lilac. Hmm. And so that's why I'm like so excited, but also open to the fact that like, I literally don't know anything and I'm not trying to say what anybody else's experience is. But for me, like, this is all very like, fun and exciting mind games <laughs> and yeah. things that we get to play in. And that's what I think I am going to like, I've been pretty resistant to like the Lacey Phillips stuff, mostly because it does seem like a little bit dark and spooky and like, you know, mm-hmm. itchy to me, but I'm also interested but when you actually do it. It's not, it's actually quite the opposite and you leave feeling pretty great and like light well, and it's like, it's like a meditation also, it's also like well what do I have to it was my life it's been my life yeah. this whole time like what am I scared of you yeah. know what I mean like I'm kind of at a point where I'm like okay like I could like clear out some cobwebs in a, yeah. and, and that would feel good yeah and I, I always give people a disclaimer to be honest like I, I've told clients about it and different people but I'm always like you know if you really have like some deep trauma do this with a therapist don't do this yeah. like by yourself like because it it can draw up stuff you know and I think that can you're kind of shaking things loose in your body and in your mind and Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of those are things that maybe you haven't thought about or that you've tucked away into like a corner or something for a reason right you know yeah we compartmentalize as humans to protect ourselves and so when you're digging into this stuff like 
you know, if you have like some deep seated things that are like really hard for you to relive or go through or really traumatic, like I definitely see that in the group a lot. Like people asking for help or asking for clarity or asking for like, what did you do? And most people just say like, do this with a therapist, with a therapist, you know, don't do this. Like, so don't take this upon yourself as if you're responsible for that because people, we have different things that we go through in this life that are external, that are not our thoughts that we create. I mean, that's just, again, there's like, there's the human experience and then there's like the part of how we respond to it. And that part is ours to create and gives, gives us a little bit more of the control and choice in how we view and handle things, but it doesn't necessarily change the outcome always is sort of what I think. Yeah. I think that's, I, yeah, I think that that's definitely a possibility. Yeah. I don't know if that's, if that's the way it is. Oh, I don't don't either. You know, like (laughs) for me, I also have this, like the word responsibility feels so heavy. If you're responsible for all of it, like how could you be responsible for it? But like, how do we know what we're responsible for? Really? Like there's such a ripple effect in life that an action that you take could impact somebody else's life. It does. All the actions that we take, there's a ripple. And so I, one of the things that resonates with me is just thinking about like intention, Mm -hmm. even with like this podcast, there's so many words that come flying out of our mouths and we're like talking about all these different things. And I don't know if what I'm saying is right. I don't know. You know, Oh my gosh, by the time they come out, people want to talk about them to me. And (laughs) I've like listened to them four times and I'm like, do I even feel this? Like my thoughts change. Yeah. I've just realized also how spastic my thoughts are because I'm like, oh my God, by the time it comes out, I'm on a totally different thing. You know, I'm like, oh, I want, I wish I'd ha- talked about this now, you know? Yeah. And that's sort of how. But the intention, like the heart of where we are, I feel like that's the essence. That's the thing that I hope comes through. And that's the th- with anything in life. When I'm tapped into my intuition, when I'm tapped into intention, those are the times where things flow Mm -hmm. a lot easier. And so you can call it manifesting, you can call it law of attraction, you can call it whatever you want. But when you're connected to yourself, even when you're in like a really hard situation, Mm -hmm. even in those times, things flow easier. And so, yeah, I think that for me, getting to like manifesting as a practice is really going to be connecting with myself, which is why journaling is like my, at the heart of all of my experiences in manifesting, journaling comes into play because when I'm writing, I'm quiet. I'm only doing one thing and I'm really connected to, to my heart. Well, you'll like Lacey's work then because there are journaling prompts, which I, I avoid most of the time. (laughs) I'm just like, "Eh, whatever, I'm not doing that part. Um, But there are journaling prompts that, you know, and I do like journaling too, but I don't typically use the prompts, but, um, but yeah, I think that's a great thing. You know, I'm a, I'm a list maker at heart. So I have all these, like I pulled out all these like manifestation lists that yeah, I make. Well, and share some. Well, I'll share a little bit because I know that in, like in human design, there's a whole feature and we went over human design in the last episode. So I'm not going to like deep dive that right now, but it's basically this chart that is imprinted from the time you were born and you can look yours up, you know, if you know your birth time, date, where you were born, all that. Um, you should, you know, most people know that, but some people don't. Um, and so you can look that up and you'll get this chart and there's these four arrows at the top of the chart and they're like red and black and they face different directions depending on whose chart you're looking at. But if you look on at the bottom right hand arrow, it will either be facing left or facing right. If it is facing left, you are a specific manifester. Kayleen and I both are. 
if you are, if it is facing right, you are a non-specific manifester. And so that Mm. to get into what that means, it basically means that some of us should be writing very specific lists, i.e. Kayleen and I, and then some of us should not. And so when you manifest, if you're a non-specific manifester, and typically it tends to be what feels right to you is like Like what what your natural tendency is. Is what your natural tendency is. And so, um, my, it makes sense that I've written lists pretty much my whole life. Um, and so that's kind of like, it's interesting because there's like the natural tendency to do that. And then I have a friend, Kristen, we looked her chart up like last weekend and she was a non-specific. And it's so funny because her and her husband are both non-specific. We looked him up too. And um, they will go on a trip and not have a hotel or not have a thing, you know, but they will literally like, I could never, ever do that. And they, they will go and they'll end up in the coolest place with yeah. the coolest stuff, you know, because they have an idea of what they want, but they're non-specific. So maybe it's best that they don't go ahead and put that out there. Oh, okay. So if that makes sense. Like yeah. you can write a, a list of things you want to bring in, but it needs to be a little bit more vague. Whereas I could literally be like, I want this guy. Like, you know, I, yeah. I really did manifest my husband. I wrote the list years ago. It was like coming off the heels of a bad relationship. And there were things that I wanted to be the same. And there were things that I wanted to be different. And, you know, Nathan, I definitely think got most of those. Yeah. And it's just so funny to like, look back at that list. That's up upstairs in my commonplace book, which is in the attic as we've established before. Um, you know, nowadays I'll write lists. So like, you know, one of them was like a consistent yoga practice. And this is during the time when I did the 100 day yoga challenge, you know, which I did. I had a very consistent yoga practice. Okay. So that's like, that's a perfect example of a situation where the thing I've had to overcome in manifesting is recognizing that like, even if I made it happen, it still is manifesting. Like all you've had to like, I'll like buy something that I wanted to manifest. And I always will like discount that as like, Oh, well I didn't manifest it. And it's like, no, I, you still did. So I undercut manifesting a lot. So by you, like, I'm like, well, that's cheating. You could have just, you just did that. That's that part about you. That's like resistant to the idea of work and wanting it to just feel easy. Whereas I'm saying like, how could I have a, I can't develop a consistent yoga practice if I don't develop a consistent (laughs) yoga practice. So it does require some work on my end. Um, this one is like a, a marketing strategy, which I then worked with Abby Miller and have kind of have since developed. Um, so mm. these are things that, yes, I, I also like came up. I, yeah. I have you worked had for. A, you had a part but, in them. Yes. But yeah. writing them down, there's something about it. It's like, again, sort of what is measured gets done. So this is, and so do you differentiate between like, I'm manifesting these things and I'm, these are the goals that I have. Do you? I do differentiate. I do. I do. I have goals that are like more targeted, more, more specific than even this. I like on one of these lists, I had a family vacation and the next week, Nathan's cousin was like, Hey, we're all going to the Caymans if y'all want to go. And I was like, Oh, uh-huh. great. Yeah. Click, check. That's and so amazing. that was awesome. That was more like, that's more in the realm of like, it came to me versus, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm looking for it, seeking yeah. it out. So it definitely, I think, I think it varies for me, but yeah, some things it's like, I try not to discount that stuff. And, you know, Lacey's been a big part of that too, because one of the things she says is like, put a little thing on your list. And then people are like, well, I bought it. You know, does that mean I didn't manifest it? And people are like, no, you did, you know, but you, you can't discount it. That's, that's definitely an experience I have. So I brought a really old journal to show you. Oh my God, it's so old. It's paper, (laughs) it's paper chase, which was, yes. um, okay. Well, it was in 2007 and I was in college. And so I've been into this stuff for a while because this is very, I don't think, I didn't know about Abraham Hicks, but it's like very, it's like appreciation and abundance. And I'm so happy and grateful, like all of the like key words that you have. 
And I was getting ready to move to San Francisco from Las Vegas. And I wrote down an address. I like manifested an address and I had it as 3321 Groon Street. And I think that was just like the name of an author of a book that I was like, looked across and like just grabbed a name. Like, you know, so it's just like a last (laughs) name and 3321. Like, obviously I was just thinking of like the first numbers. The address of where I moved to was 132 Irvington Street. Oh, weird. So it was the same numbers and like somebody's last name. And I always think about that as like the universe is funny and like, will like be like, I will give you what you ask for, but also like you can't. Like, I'm not going to give you that exactly. was a real specific manifestation you were working for there. Yeah, that you were like, <laughs> like, but that's like, I like to play, you yeah. know, like I'm like, I, I, I listed all of the attributes of the apartment also, which all manifested, which in San Francisco at the time was like kind of a big deal. Like yeah, I had that my is own, a big deal. I had my own parking spot, a place where I felt safe. Um, there was, a somewhere to cook, like all of these yeah. little things. And it was like my, uh, and the place I ended up moving to was my own apartment. I didn't have roommates. I had a parking spot. It was like in a quiet That's little awesome. neighborhood. It was like all of the things that I was looking for. And just adding that like very specific address was like fun for me. And then it wasn't the exact, and I didn't move to San Francisco and look up that address. Like it was just months later I was moving and I was like, and then I thought back, like that does seem familiar. And it's like the same numbers and like kind of the same formula. It wasn't like, it was like, I don't know, like Avenue, it was still street. Like it was, you know, yeah. it's just like enough of similarities to be like, this stuff works. Like that's how I recognize yeah. it. it was like, it's just like a little hat, you know, like nod, nod from the universe, like keep, keep doing it. So I like to try to remember those things where things do kind of fall into place and it flows and it's easy and it's fun because that's for me when it feels the best is like when it feels fun and easy and like a game, yeah. like, you know, something enjoyable, like not lighter. Like, yeah, not the the work. <laughs> you gotta do the work. Yeah, I guess there's got to be a different word for it, like tapping in. I mean, there's there are different words for it. Getting in flow, tapping in, you know, high vibe, like all those kind of things suggest to me like the way it should feel, which it does feel light when you're actually doing it. You know, that's why I enjoyed listening to that Shaman Direct last yeah. night because it was so light and just like when you feel yeah enveloped in love, like that's how he makes you feel. And it's such a like you really do feel like you're like soaring above the clouds when you're listening to that. And it's like, we need that sometimes. Like we just get so bogged down in the mundane and the like, you know, that's the thing about writing these lists or trying to work is sort of like, it doesn't feel like manifestation when it's like that, which you've never read Gabby Bernstein, have you? And I, all of her books are about manifestation. I know I own three of them. Oh my think, gosh. And I haven't read them. And I'm meeting her in November. Oh, that's so I'm cool. I'm going to an event and she's coming out with the new book, Super, Super Attractor. Attractor I've already I, pre-ordered it. Yes. I think I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. One, because I'm having a hard time picking up all of her books, but two, I think in that she's going to read it and it's going to, she reads it. It's good. Um, I've done her other ones and that's what her books are mostly. I mean, there's the judgment detox, but what's her other book? It's, um, but see the universe has your back. Yeah. And it speaks a lot to just, you know, just trusting and like exercising that trust muscle and believing that things will be okay. Even when they don't feel okay. Yeah. And I, I like that book. I like her. She's, I think one of the things that I have been craving that I think there is a lot more of now is, people I recognize myself in yes. doing some of this work um, because it is 
it's something where like, that's one of the reasons why I became such a huge fan of Jess Lively is because I felt like she was out there and she like embodies things to the extreme when she goes after it. She's just like doing it so wholeheartedly. And, but I still can see myself in her. And yeah. so, um, whereas if it's like, uh, 45 or 55 year old Jewish man who like decides that he is going to like be into Buddhism, which is like a whole movement. And there's like so many famous guys that have written so many books that are like older white. It's just, it doesn't, that doesn't resonate with me as much, even Mm. if the message is like, is meaningful. And so the messages are meaningful throughout his, and that's one of the reasons why these books have been around for history is because the, the heart of it that that we, when we get quiet, we can tap into this intuition and this inner knowing. And when we decide what we want, we can help direct our lives in that direction. That idea has been around for a millennial. And there's people who don't have that experience that are like, I keep trying and I'm not, it's not working for me. And then there's other people who are like, oh, that clicks and I can do it. And it just takes somebody different. Like the Jen Sincero, like her story is really fascinating. Yeah. She was like, really struggling financially for a very long time and was like, none of this works. And then she like poured herself into it, made it work, figured out how it worked. And then like, this is her life's work. And she went all in. I mean, you know, there's something to be said about like free falling a little bit, whereas she was like, I'm going to do, I'm going to do this crazy thing that just like shows my worth. Like I think for her, it was like buying this car. It was like an Audi or something. And, um, you know, that for her strengthened the trust muscle to be like, I'm just going to do it because it's like, she's, she believes that the money will come, that things will come, you know, which like sometimes I think like that can be almost scary because it's like, oh my God, spend yeah. all this money. And then all this, you know, it's going to come back to you. But like money is a big one that I think with manifesting that is so interesting, but I think is so real. You know, you can see when I've told people to do the full moon filler up, like there's something to, about putting that thought out there and believing mm-hmm. that it's come, something's coming to you that it does. And I don't know. I just think it's interesting like how that can work, but it has to do with like your belief. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like the vibration or the energy or the space that you're putting yourself into. And it's even as simple as like, okay, remembering that like, it's a full moon. I have to get off the couch. I have to go pick up my wallet. I have to walk outside. I have to open up my wallet. And then you can maybe you feel like a little ridiculous. And so then you decide like, yeah. whatever, I'm just going to do it anyway. <laughs> like yeah. and just overcoming that feeling of like, this is silly, but like, but what if it works? Yeah. And yeah. so well, do you have any other practices or rituals or things that you're doing related to manifesting that you wanted to share? No, I mean, I think that that's the bulk of it right now because I do feel like that's sort of what I've poured my energy into. I think right now I'm just craving a little, like I said again, a little bit more of the like uplifting. I'm craving a little bit more of the like getting into my highest vibration. I feel like I've been a little bit more in the work and in the mm-hmm. weeds and in the like actively doing, whereas I need to be a little bit maybe more into the flow state and just into the like letting things come. But I think there's like a balance there. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, again, like I'm probably not going to get like my work goals are probably not going to be crushed if I'm like sitting on the couch watching friends. Like I probably, there's probably things I should do to go in there. But I think also like maybe just being in a higher vibrational state will bring some of that stuff in. So it's a mix, you know, it's a mix for sure. Yeah. And even saying sitting on the couch isn't going to bring me what I want means that sitting on the couch isn't going to bring me what you want. That's true. (laughs) Right? So that's like, that's like a, but saying like, I'm going to mindfully choose to spend like a little bit more time on the couch, knowing that like bringing my vibration up is going to help me in other areas. It's like you're doing the exact same thing, but it's just like reframing it. 
What I'm hearing you say is that you want to like work more on the feminine side, which you've mentioned well, before. Well, I have mentioned. I mean, I think that's a. I think that's going to be a lifelong struggle because I think that my tendencies tend to skew more like masculine in some ways. But I'm definitely. I will say this. I've got this new like after. After the beauty episode, I ended up reading a beauty book that I loved and kind of like tapping into that. And now I have What's this- What's the name of it? It's a Renegade Beauty okay. by Nadine Artemis. And I really love her. She has a brand called Living Libations. Um, I mentioned it in a little after the episode that'll be out but um, by the time this airs. But since then, I've now got this new, like my mind's eye has been set to this new goal of life. Like, okay, so I have this idea for oh, like work and all this, this stuff. This is manifesting. This is manifesting okay, for sure. Me. Cause it's like came up. Okay. My new dream <laughs> is to be Sandra Bullock's character in Practical Magic. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> so this is very specific. It's very, it's very specific. Like, but I'm like, oh my God, that's exactly what I want. Like, I love that character. Like she like runs this little, like, um, she's a witch, but she also runs this like, you know, beauty shop. That's like, a, she's like almost like an herbalist. So now I'm taking this cosmetic herbalism course. So that's my action item, but it's also okay. feels very like flowy. And there's something just about like one of my big things this year, like nature has been a word that when people ask you mm. your four words, it's always nature, nature, nature. And I know that I struggle to commune with nature and connect mm. with nature, even though I love it. Like, yeah, I, but it's like when you're so busy, do you get outside and like ground your feet, put your like feet into the bare grass yeah. and like just yeah. the sun gaze. I've been doing that. I've been waking up and like looking at the sun. I said I was going to do it. I've been doing it. Um, <laughs> things like that. But there's some, I've not, I don't have a green thumb or I've always told myself I don't. Mm -hmm. Okay. So right now I'm definitely in my state of like manifesting a green thumb, but it's also in terms of like learning about, I, I, it is requiring some work on my part. You know, my mom has this like amazing green thumb. She knows every genus and species of every plant. My answer that way too. And I've always been like, so, oh, I would like to do that, but I never have. And since coming up with this like concept of how to also incorporate it into, I think beauty, because that is my actual field yeah. and incorporating it into like what offerings I have and, you know, taking this course where I like learn more about actual ingredients and active ingredients and like herbalism in general, I think is such a cool thing because it teaches you to instead of masking symptoms, like kind of like, you know, and I'm, I'm also a fan, don't get me wrong of like Western medicine, but instead of like masking symptoms, it teaches you how to like approach your symptoms and like work with them and work with plants and work with nature. And so like the idea of it, like I have this tincture going in the kitchen right now, I'm going to show you after we're done. And Nathan is like, whoa, what on earth? He's like, Jordan, you're going to get like salmonella, you know, because I'm like pouring the <laughs> like apple cider vinegar over all these things. And I'm like, no, this is called fire cider. Like, um, but and we're planting in the yard, like maybe in the next coming weeks, like I'm going to do like herbs that will grow here so that I can learn about them. So that, oh. so it's like a whole horticulture experience, which is so far from what I'm good at. But this is a manifestation because it's sort of like, I saw, it was so funny because right, I was I, off Instagram right now. Like I take a little time off, but um, somebody I know had posted this thing right before I got off that was like, what did you love when you were a little girl? Mm -hmm. And like when I was little, like I would play witch's brew with my sister in the yard. Like, you know, you think of these little things you would do. And I'm like, okay, like that really would have been what I wanted to be was like Sandra Bullock's character in Practical Magic would have been like my dream, like cast, you know, it's almost like casting spells and there's magic, but there's also like a level of, this is an actual thing people do with like herbalism yeah. and, you know, creating tinctures and things. So I'm like, oh, so that's very much like my manifestation of the moment. So, oh, you're anyway, really excited. I'm very excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, that's amazing. Okay. What's yours? What's your, what's your like practical day-to-day manifestation? <laughs> How do I follow that? Like amazing riff you just had. Um, what's my practical everyday manifestation? I, well, I mean, I think I'm going to sign up for Lacey Phillips's course and I'm excited to give that a try. One of the things that I've I've really gotten into is buying crystals recently. So I'm like on crystal overload. So I want to get into, like I brought a crystal today for clarity and insight. That was the (laughs) the intention (laughs) with the crystal today. So setting intentions with my different crystals and meditating with them, holding them more. That's something that I want to get into. And I think um, getting back to journaling and Mm. writing, being more specific in my desires. Because one of the things that I've been sort of, um, I've mentioned in other episodes that I'm like outsourcing my body to the universe. And I've been like wanting to outsource a lot of stuff, but I've been very non-specific with it. And you mentioning that in my human desire, that I'm a specific manifester is sort of like reminding me that I can be open to the magic and of the maybe, universe. And maybe, you know, I think it's sort of, you're not wanting to be in that work state. Maybe the flow is leaning into that, is leaning into what your natural tendencies are, is okay. Yeah. You know? I mean, there are areas of my life that I really love to work hard. And like I mentioned that I have been wanting to like, get back into goal setting. And so there's all of these different elements of my life where I'm like, oh, well, I've been off of, you know, talking about money and now I'm, we're getting back into like focusing on finances and I want to start making money of my own again. And so there's a lot of different things that I think I have leaned back away from really related to like motherhood and becoming a new mom and, um, in pregnancy, realizing that I have no control over my body. Like you want to talk about like manifesting or not manifesting. Mm. Um, there's a lot of that, that I felt connected to in pregnancy and in birth and in motherhood. I probably manifested the births that I had maybe even to a fault. Like that's something that I look back on my life and I'm like, when I really go for something, I go for it so specifically and so hardcore that I don't ever, and sometimes I'm like, oh, I didn't even know I, like, I didn't want that. And I got exactly what I asked for. So it's that also that like, be careful what you wish for Mm. is like a tricky thing for me. So I think maybe doing some of that shadow work will be good for me, but also just embracing like who I am and being accepting of that and not being afraid to like experiment. Like my first birth was like really, um, I left feeling like, gosh, that moves maybe like a little intense, like more intense than I was thinking. Yeah. And then the second time around with my daughter, I left that experience feeling so healed from my first birth. Yeah. Like it, it informed that. So sometimes I think that happens a lot with birth specifically, actually. I've heard that from most people, but it's, it's evident of that experience in life, but sometimes we don't get a second chance at something or sometimes we don't go after it again. And like, if you want to, if you are fortunate enough to grow a family and you have more than one, like going into a second birth, you are a lot more informed of what the experience could be. Your body is primed, but it's still a huge element of the unknown, but you've also like learned about the unknown in a new way as a, as a second time mom stepping into it, no matter what your experience is, you're like, well, I know that I'm not going to be able to control this. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's things that are just, and you're like, uh, for me, that experience of like coming out through 
that birth and having my daughter like really healed that experience. So it's, it's the same thing in life and other avenues. But if you don't give yourself a second try, which sometimes we like try something and we're like, Oh, that didn't work. And we don't go for it again. We're not going to get that healing. Oh, that's why you would like Lacey's work because Mm -hmm. it's all about, it's all about not keeping yourself from something because you're scared of like the trauma of the previous experience. And we're so conditioned by the previous experience. Right. So that's exactly, it speaks to exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And like, and, and also like giving your, we've talked about this with like my RTT session, but like giving your past self the tools that you've gained through your entire life and like armoring yourself, that younger version of yourself, the subconscious is, is established at a very young age. And then putting a mirror to that and saying like, well, I'm here for you. And like, look at all the nurturing it. Yeah. And look at all that we've accumulated through this life's experience, which is why when we talk about like, what is, what did we manifest? I don't know, but I think that the gift that we are given gifts throughout our life. And then if we're able to like revisit some of that, it can be a gift for the future as well. Mm. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Like that. Well, friends, I think that's going to wrap up our manifesting episode. Let us know what resonates from today and what you're manifesting right now. We want to thank you for listening. We truly appreciate all your encouragement and good vibes. Just a reminder to visit our website, That's Pretty Woo, to sign up for Woo Letter. The next one comes out with a new moon in just a few days. Bye. Thank you, friends, for listening. Please connect with us at thatsprettywoo.com and on Instagram at thatsprettywoo. Make sure you subscribe to catch next week's episode and share our pod with anyone you know who's into stuff. That's That's Pretty pretty woo. Woo.